welcome back to Buy Positive. These are your hosts, Mari and MD. And today we're going to continue our conversation about representation in the media of bisexual people, namely examples. Of course, any of the media that we mention here, we don't own them, we just enjoy them, or we don't enjoy them. Um, Just a little disclaimer over there so we don't get sued. And first we're going to start with the bad ones because (laughs) they're really bad and some of them are really funny now looking back on them, but also very problematic. Would you want to start with? One of the maybe one of the oldest would be would be a basic instinct. Okay. I also if you have guys have watched that movie, uh, which was a real the real big deal back then because it was very scandalous for the no panties scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but if you look at that movie closely, you have this uh, okay the main character, which is a woman for once, uh, but she's also the bad guy. Sorry for the spoilers. Uh, she's she's evil. She's described as such, and she's also bisexual. She has a female partner and the man that she kills. So there's this very nice association of being a nympho, basically, um, being a killer and being bisexual. And going off of the evil part, I actually wanted to add to that um, House of Cards. I think it was season one or two. I don't remember. But, okay, House of Cards is already problematic because, you know, the whole Kevin Spacey, Kevin Spacey story uh, happened. But before it did... They fired him, though. They fired him, yes. But, I mean, it's still kind of a bad association. But during before, before everything happened, there was a scene in which Frank Underwood, so Kevin Spacey's character, has um, sex with his wife and their bodyguard, who is male. And that was... For me, because I was watching that show with, with that episode with my mother, and both of us were like, oh, okay, that was interesting. Uh, we did not see it coming. There was, like, no sexual tension, so it was kind of just throw in there, which I think was just, like, queer baiting at its finest. And not the fact that they, they did deliver on it, but I feel like they just wanted to capitalize on it mm-hmm. in a way. And so they, like, had sex, and I think it was mentioned another time during the next episode and never again, and then the bodyguard got shot. And actually, I, I researched this, and the showrunners, when they were asked about, you know, whether is, is Frank Underwood bisexual or gay or whatever, they said that they didn't want to label him, and that the, the, the you know, sexual relations that he had with his bodyguard, that was done on a whim, and Frank Underwood is such a whimsical character that he can do whatever the hell he likes. So they basically avoided saying anything about his sexuality, just for the sake of getting better ratings or something i don't know so that was that was a pretty bad one i mean that's a, that's a problem that you have with a lot of representation of bisexual or you think they are bisexual is that they're vulnerable and you never know what they really are and and so i understand the whole okay no label thing i don't know what i am i'm figuring, figuring things out or i don't want to put a, a name on it i get it but it's also not helpful when it comes to you know identification and and feeling better because of a character you don't feel like, okay, it's still they don't... Is that because it's really a reality that you might not want to have a specific name for what you are? Or is it just because you are avoiding yeah. using words that might be bad? I, I have another example. I actually have two examples of this. Um, and I'm going to get a lot of shit for this because these both of these are very <laughs> famous um, pieces of media. So Orange is the New Black. Piper is, it's never said that she is bisexual, 
she starts off in the show. I didn't finish watching the show because mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Um, I'm getting shit for that as well. Um, but she starts off being engaged to a guy, and then she reunites with her ex-girlfriend in prison, and that her ex-girlfriend is the one who, like, constantly, all the time, calls her a straight girl, all the, like, in, in, in the episodes. And so it's kind of like both denying her perhaps lesbian identity, but also not allowing her to perhaps also be bisexual it was like that was weird and at that time when i was watching the show i was already pretty conscious of my own sexuality so i was like what is this and another example which is probably even more famous is brokeback mountain because the guys in brokeback mountain like it's supposed to it's marketed as a gay movie Mm -hmm. like the gay movie almost like uh call me by your name which is a more recent one um but in brokeback mountain both of them are married to women and it's not really clear whether they are in love with these women, whether they like having sex with them, it's never explicitly like discussed no. what their sexuality is. It's just the fact that they shared a tent and they did it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and they, I mean, they do have also a, a connect, an emotional connection but between the guys. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I always watched the movie and read it as they are gay and they had to marry because yeah. they were forced to do it. But it's true that it's never explicit. And I think that lack of being clear of clarity about the character's sexual orientation is hurtful for everyone, mm-hmm. not just bisexual, but also for, for gay people, because it's all, you know, it's all don't over the place. know what happens. And I was also thinking, you know, about uh, South of Nowhere, yeah. which is that, that TV show, which was very important for a lot of women. This was one of the first, it was centered about around a, a lesbian couple, whether lesbian or not, that's the, up to discussion. One of them is clearly gay, but the character of Ashley, it's never said. She says she doesn't want a label, and she's not gay, and she's not straight. So that's probably that she's bisexual, but it's never said. It was a good representation for the time, but also it wasn't clear. Um, I also have another one, which is super famous, Friends. Um, Ross's wife, in isn't it like the very first episode where yeah. it's it's revealed that his ex-wife is with a woman now? Yeah. So technically, th- would that make her bisexual? Yeah, it, I mean, it's said in the show that she's a lesbian. So also, again, both explanation are open that she was Ross, she was with Ross just for because of heteronormativity, which is very yeah. possible, or she's actually bi. But also globally, the way that this couple was treated in the show was very uh, stereotypical, and and Ross makes a lot of homophobic jokes. Yeah, like in yeah. the show, and it's. But it's also you need to you need to understand there was a lot of outrage when Friends appeared on Netflix this year, yeah. and there's a lot of transphobic jokes and fat jokes and, and it, everything. But you need to understand that in context, that was, was humor at the time. Yeah, and also it was already a huge thing. I do remember I watched Friends when it was first out. I and, actually never saw Friends. And I it was it was <laughs> it was huge and progressive at the time. Um, and also that's this is one I found on a list, and it was pretty interesting because I never even thought about it. Legally Blonde. Yeah. So remember when the pool boy uh, is on the stand, and basically Elle Woods is like, uh, "Gay men know designers, so he's gay, and he can't have slept with." The, the the wife yeah. like the one who's being accused why not first of all it's a stereotype that gay men know designers some gay men have no fashion sense and some straight men are pretty good with their fashion yeah and second of all he could it's like it's either or it is never even implied that oh you know what maybe he could have actually slept with with the wife as well because yeah. he swings both ways you know yeah yeah but it was a stereotype also that's even how she cracks the gaze yeah i mean that was 
Because it's still a good movie, though. It's a really good movie, and it was pretty empowering at the time, because, you know, I was a little blonde girl watching it, and I was like, I'm going to go to law school. That dream died, but... <laughs> You're studying still... psychology. It's so much better. It is so much better. There were a couple of other ones that I wanted to sort of throw yeah. in there. Again, like, being either or. Uh, one of them is Sherlock. Irene Adler in season two, I believe. So she's a dominatrix, mm -hmm. and she explicitly says to John Watson that she is gay. She mm -hmm. says that. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, but I'm also in love with Sherlock. So yeah, it's like, it's, it's the case of, you know, it's okay if it's you kind of thing, which is like, you can, it, it's okay to be bi. You can just admit it. It's fine. But then, yeah, that was, that was very strange I mean, to me. Sexuality can be fluid. Yeah, but she she's very, like, she was very adamant. The way she said it was like, well, I'm gay. But I think, for me, there's really a difference between real life, where you can see yourself in a certain way and then evolve, because we all change, and, and there are some people that make you doubt. Yeah. <laughs> but but the, in the representation, I think it's important that it's clear. For sure. Because if you want to if you wanna have that, you know, reassurance function and, and also identification, it feels so good when you see that characters that openly buy clear about what they are or who they are on screen. Yeah, and I also just want to go back to the whole, like, evil bisexual stereotype, which is, like, kind of what Irene Adler is, is to, like, she's blackmailing, oh, spoiler alert, but if in case you haven't seen Sherlock and you live under a rock, she blackmails the Buckingham Palace with some explicit pictures, and she is, like, for all intents and purposes, bisexual, and so it's just, she's promiscuous, and she's a dominatrix, and she's evil. Which, which is bad, is that just every time that there's even there's no the the word bisexual is never pronounced because it never is yeah, almost it's a, never it's a dirty word. Um, <laughs> it's that there's this association between having sex with different gender or being attracted by different genders and being evil. Yeah, and the last one that I have on my list uh, out of the bad ones is one I actually watched recently, and I'm gonna go back to the whole anime thing because I'm a big fan. You guys are gonna see this. Um, <laughs> But I recently watched, finally watched Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is supposed to be like the ultimate mecha anime. Uh, it was released in 1995. I loved it. I hated it. Um, <laughs> no, nope. I was a like, teenager back then. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like with Neon Genesis Evangelion, you just watch it at this point just to have an opinion on it. You don't have to love it, you just need an opinion. Um, closer to the end of the show, if you watch the original show, there appears a male character who explicitly tells the main character, the main male character, mm -hmm. that he's in love with him. And they hold hands in bed, and they're naked in the bath together. Mm -hmm. And then this new guy, who appears at the beginning of, it, of the episode, he disappears by the end of the episode because he's apparently evil, and he asks the main character to kill him. And that was it. And that was the conversation that they had about, you know, Shinji, the main character, yeah. being bisexual. And then... At the very end of, I think, in the movie, which is supposed to be, like, the true ending of the show, the main character, he goes to the hospital to visit his, like, partner, mm -hmm. uh, his female partner, and she is, like, unconscious and super weak in, in a hospital bed, and he jerks off to her in the, like, first two minutes of the movie. And so these two things, because I watched, I binged the show, um, and having the first one fresh in my mind and having this one, it was just really disturbing to me. I mean, the main character is really fucked up. Yeah, it is. In, 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 in a lot of ways. But 
having those two things so close together to me was like, okay, well, that just that just shows how screwed up in the head a bisexual person can be. I mean, granted, he also <laughs> drives giant robots, but that's a whole nother story. Do you want to move on to the good stuff? Yeah. Okay, let's go to the good stuff. But I was uh, I was thinking, okay, we already already talked about Rosa. Yes, yeah, and about um, Daryl in uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Rosa in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. It's like the expl- good, explicit representation that I have in mind now. Maybe in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend there's Valencia too. Yeah, Valencia but it, as well. Um, but it's, it has no song. It's <laughs> a getting by song to make it as good as Daryl. I also have um, Atomic Blonde on my list. Oh, Yes. And it's not actually said whether the main character played by Charlize Theron, that her character is bisexual, but she seems to be quite free with using her charms on both genders, so... And she's clearly attached to both. Yeah. And then the, the guy who's killed and, and, and the French spy. Yeah, it's, I mean, and she's a badass. Exactly, like watching her, because we actually cited the movies together, and when we were watching it, we were just cheering from the audience, like, fuck yeah. (laughs) It was a a very good moment and a very liberating moment. Yeah. I also have um, Inara from Firefly. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen Firefly. Kind of. Well, Inara is basically a prostitute in in Firefly, which is a little problematic, Mm -hmm. but she's also a very kind and loving person, and um, she actually takes female clients occasionally um and it's in a futuristic setting so i feel like having a bisexual person in mm-hmm. a sci-fi show at the time because mm-hmm. firefly's yeah. pretty old at yeah. this point it didn't last long though yeah it didn't last long which is a huge injustice um it is. to sci-fi but yeah it was a pretty good thing the thing is when you're looking at our character like it's there's not that many <laughs> yeah i'm just i'm going through a list right now and i also have 13 from house yeah Um, Because she was actually the first, like, openly bisexual character that I ever saw on a TV show. And it changed my life because I clearly remember the episode where, in the beginning, she has sex with a woman to cheapen cheerful by the (laughs) kills. And I was, like, re-watching that scene on repeat because I was like, I couldn't believe that it was happening. Also because Olivia Wilde is super hot. Um, She is. (laughs) Oh, I forgot a big one. Annalise Keating from How to Get Away with Murder. Of course. And also Women of Color, which kind of was missing in our... um... Yeah, that's true. And then there's Clark Clark from The Hundred, but The Hundred is so complicated to have an opinion about that. Yeah. Um, I also have, if we're talking about um, bi people of color, um, The Legend of Korra. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. a big one because it's an actually an animated show. Yeah, and in, and in the, the, I mean, it's a comic, uh, the comics uh, that have been published in then, the, 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 the relationship is really explicit. Yeah. And, and it's not that they're gay all of a sudden, so it's, um, it's a very good representation. I have another one that's kind of like neither here nor there, like the rest of the show, and it's Lucifer, Morningstar from the show Lucifer, because he is the devil. That is the ultimate evil that you can actually come up with, but he's a lovable character in the show, and he's very uh, unapologetic about the fact that he also enjoys the company of men, so... In the context of the show, it's... I wouldn't call that problematic because it's a context of the show. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like, you know, if you if you go to the deep Bible belt in America, <laughs> yeah. they're like, the devil is bisexual. <laughs> yeah. 
when they do think that anyways oh i also i i found another bad one the red riding hood storyline from once upon a time oh yeah yeah that was pretty terrible but that's another we did deserve like just another episode just for that because once upon a time is also there's so much to say <laughs> yeah that's true and then well there's also stuff like spartacus there were like bisexual characters in spartacus there were a couple of side characters in supernatural but they were all like inserted in there oh actually the- torchwood oh another good one that's a really good one that's a really good one yeah, Torchwood was really Torchwood good. is really, like, yeah, no. no. And, and, and a guy, also, we don't have that many guy in that list. Yeah, and can I just say that uh, John Barrowman is, like, the ultimate winter. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was, that was a good one. But I also, going back to, like, problematic things, and I, I hate going back mm-hmm. to it, but I was thinking in Queer as Folk, actually, there was a bisexual character, because Lindsay, who is part of the of the lesbian couple, she ends up sleeping with a guy when she cheats on her partner, and she says she might be bisexual, and so it kind of becomes vilified. It's like you can't make up your mind. It was that kind of yeah. kind of thing. And it's in the, and plus we have the cheating yeah. thing going on. But to end on a good note, and I think one of the most magical notes, um, pun intended, uh, Magnus Bane from Shadowhunter. I'm sorry, he's a bisexual <laughs> warlock, and I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, and he is hot incredibly hot so those are those are the good ones if you guys want to watch a couple of them and Mm -hmm. tell us what you think shoot us a message on on twitter on by underscore positive otherwise we will see you next week please subscribe to us on itunes and soundcloud